Some brands choose to buy recognition. NGK would rather work for a living. Time after time, track after track, season after season, the engines that continually propel NHRA teams to victory often rely on NGK spark plugs. From factory stock cars to the top fuel class, we put our name on the line. And when we finish first, which happens a lot, we go back to work. Why? Because sometimes recognition can come with a price, but actions always speak louder than words. We earn it. We own it. That's what matters to us. NGK Spark Plugs, since 1936. Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can't ignore you. Put it up for the Wigan Warriors. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars Podcast, where we talk everything motorsports marketing related, the ins and the outs, the do's and the don'ts, the turning lefts, going straights, the rumors and the gossips. We are here to entertain you in the world of motorsports. So Cameron Frey and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for rating, review, subscribe, telling 10 of your closest friends. And let's get into this week's episode. What's up, Don O'Neill? What is going on, Mr. Frey? How are you doing on this fine, fine May Day? Is it fine? I mean, I guess it is kind of fine because I'm on the way to the river tomorrow morning. So even though I should be on my way to Charlotte already, but well, I guess when this comes out, technically I should already be in Charlotte, but unfortunately, yeah, that doesn't happen for either of us. It sounds like, (laughs) so we're just going to call this uh, episode um, 150 reasons why Cam and Don aren't in Charlotte. Ready? Go. And this week's episode of Racers <laughs> and Rental Cars is brought to you by We Got Excuses. Uh, you can pick up your copy at your local bookstore or wherever fine audio books are played. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We like to talk. Yeah. We like to we like to tell people how to um uh make ice cream out of horse shit, I guess. Ah, dude, whatever. I, I cannot, I, it's, it's miserable, dude. I, right. I so like, where, where's your love? Like, okay. So where's your level of misery? It's like, everything is relative, right? My level of misery is where it is. Your level of misery is where yours is. And the guy down the street that I just passed a little while ago that I gave a dollar to had a sign that says, Hey, I'm homeless. His level of misery is definitely different than ours. Right, but that's one hundred percent true. But no matter what, you're still. Oh yeah! Before I forget, this week's episode is brought to you, also sponsored in part by AllergyMedicine.com. It's Allegra. Stop by, yeah, Allegra, Claritin, and any of the other ones that you can come up with. Uh, because I apologize. I know I do not do cocaine, but it may sound like it throughout the episode because my nose will not quit running because of allergies. But nonetheless, well, you better go catch on. it, Don. No kidding, right? Tell, tell Jet that joke when he's a kid. Anyway, um, no, it's you just, God bless it. It's, I just want to win, right? I And, and so I, I told somebody they, they're like, what? And I'm like, I have had nothing but like loss after loss, after failure, after setback, after a loss. Uh, it's just, it's been nonstop. I would just love to have a win. Just something. Just, yeah, I think, I just think, something go your way, right? Just yeah. something. No, I agree. I think that uh, we need to play that bounce back song as our opening intro music to this episode of voice America, maybe we could get on that. Um, Cause we've took plenty of L's lately 
um, we're ready to bounce back. I, I mean, here, just, just ridiculous case in point, right? So if you haven't, obviously you can, there's a press release out there, a story going around. Obviously I'm not in Charlotte. It was a big deal to be in Charlotte. I had ordered parts next day air overnight, early AM delivery on Wednesday, right? Where are we at? Where are we at? Right. This, this Thursday, right? But, but the first back, the first, the first order got ordered on Tuesday. The second order got ordered on Wednesday. How about, how about it? Catch me outside. How about that? How about both of them show up today? That's what I was going to say. Where are we, where are we at on the delivery? Hold on. Hold on. Hey, wait, the next I, best. I, wanna, I would ask you how much it costs you. doesn't matter. So <laughs> here's the next thing. <laughs> Here, here's the next thing to make you just go, God dang, these guy can't get a break. How about both boxes had the wrong parts in them? No, no, they didn't. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's funny. That's that's the kind of shit that happens to me all the time. That's the kind of shit you can't make up. That's the thing. I, I it's, think it's. I, I think I figured it out, Don. I think you've you've hung out with me far too long. And my luck is starting to rub off on you. I have plenty of people in my life that refuse to travel with me. uh, For an example, get on an airplane with me. Um, They actually fly different airlines. They won't even fly the same airline I do on the same day because they just say it's bad luck. I have people that don't want to pit next to me. I have people that (laughs) not because they don't like me because they just say my, my, my luck is just that shitty sometimes that it's just, it radiates to others and I just wish it would radiate to somebody else, you know, but I mean, that's why my motto, no one could take a fucking like a foray can and just keep on walking. Yeah. We're going to definitely have to get some beeping going on on this episode. <laughs> it's just, I, I mean, Dude, that sucks, man. I'm sorry. I, you didn't tell me. That part. <laughs> I can't help but laugh Dude, because the I know list, how the list. pissed off you were earlier in the week about that. The list. The list can just go on. I mean, it just, I, I mean, legitimately, you want to sit back and you just want to go, at what point can I get a small win? I mean, just anything, just something. I mean, just, I, I legitimately have had a month of nothing but L's, dude. Just L's. I mean, not to mention the the horrible two and a half years, you know, to, to go through the everything would die. But I mean, just the last thirty days, it, every time I turn around, it's it's no, it's an L, dude. How about we're I'm not we're gonna talk about something just so stupid, an electric outlet, an electric outlet. An outside GFI electric outlet, brand new out of the box, don't work. (laughs) Don't work, dude. Don't work. Hey, man, what's wrong with that? I don't know. Don't work. I mean, like, it just, I could keep. I, I mean, it's I'm at times I'm f- just frustrated to think about the facts, you know, of of what's going on in the world of motorsports. Which, quite honestly, there's nothing. It's they're, they're, right there. We're struck. I mean, dude, the news media. It's a slow day. I mean, come on. I mean, I thought it was a big media day the other day when Greg Greg Anderson announced about the whole Hendrick. HendrickCars.com thing for Charlotte this weekend, which, by the way, the cool artwork. I think the cars are going to look pretty spiffy. Yeah, it's a like shame that nobody will be in the stands because they're all out of gas and they can't get at the racetrack. Man, so <laughs> let's just transition right to that. Is that not – I mean, I'm hey. starting to feel like NHRA can be in the boat with me about taking L's left and right, right? We're, we're opening up. We're sold out. We're sold out tickets. Sold out tickets, but now we got a gas crisis. Yogi, is this stuff for real? Dude, that's your people on the East Coast, man. I don't. Did you see all these fools 
filling up oh god trash cans and tupperwares and then did you see the one where the hummer was on like engulfed in flames because the jack off filled his whole car full of gasoline and then it sparked and then it caught his car on fire yeah Dude, that's you just where let that you're from John. that is where you are from the funniest Dude, meme what? i've seen about the whole gas thing i saw it today actually it was like the top was it says when the east coast hits over four dollars a gallon for gasoline and it's like things are on fire and just like the world is like ending is like doomsday. And then on the bottom, it's like, it says California residents with like this, like, like I, what celebrity it was, but it was like a smirk and it says first time, huh? <laughs> yeah. We don't play too well on that whole dude. <laughs> it's like, it's like three. What did I see this morning? It's like two, two ninety five for gas and like three Oh nine for diesel. I paid, and I'm like, I just paid on like right before we started recording this. I paid three eighty nine for diesel, and that was a freaking steal. It was four eighty by my work, and I just bypassed that gas station and went to HB. Yeah, four eighty for four eighty for diesel. They, you know what? It's California an obese state. <laughs> Dude. I don't know. Maybe they want you all out there to exercise, walk, bike. They want you to do something other than drive. I literally was like, I will push this mug all the way home before I pay four eighty for a gallon of diesel. Oh my god! And we all know it's not good to run diesels out of gas, but I was willing to chance it. Yeah, right now, I, I, man, I'm telling you, I got my fingers crossed for the NGK folks. I hope they have the weather's supposed to be beautiful this weekend in Charlotte. I hope, I hope, I hope. I know we're recording on a Thursday. The pipeline opened it back up last night. I hope that the gas deal does not deter all these fans that bought tickets for the sellout that they had already announced for Saturday. I thought that was awesome. What do you think uh, this was? It is it really a sellout though? Well, it's a sellout in comparison to what your numbers are for your capacity rules. So, yeah. Well, that, if, if that's what only, I'm curious about. Like, what the yeah, capacity rules? If I, are. if I can only if I can only have ten thousand people, and I sold ten thousand tickets, yeah, that's sellout. I mean, that's cool. I'm just curious what the yeah. capacity was. I mean, not that it matters. Either way, it's cool yeah. that that many people want to go to the races. I think that's awesome. But I'm just curious if it's like because Charlotte's a big place, and there's a lot oh, yeah. of lot of seats there. So I'm just curious. What do you think yep. that place holds? 30,000? I don't know. I'd have to look <clears> it up. That's a big, it's a big stadium, though, for a drag race. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's very large. No, large that's a and in charge. Beautiful facility. Definitely wish I was there with, uh, with the team and the MP folks and all that good stuff. But uh, hopefully yeah, sure. soon. Well, I mean, that would be the golly. Yeah, 30,000. Man, I was pretty close. Yep, thirty thousand. That's the capacity. So I don't. I mean, I'm trying to think. I thought the rule. I thought North Carolina rule was was twenty percent of max. So that's still that's still a pretty good large. Yeah, it's not bad. You know. Oh, speaking of capacity and racetracks, did you? I know we're jumping around here, but that's what it's going to be today, ladies and gentlemen, because it's a slow news day. <laughs> um. So as Very things slow. as things pop into my head and Don's head, we're going to talk about them. But I do want to give a major props to all my people down in Australia because I don't know if you saw over the weekend that Sydney Ooh. Raceway was jam-packed with people at the drag races. And, I, yep. and they actually streamed it live on Facebook all weekend, which is really cool too. So... And that was the first time they ever did that, actually, because normally they had that Ovo, which is like their, I guess, year riser. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, and it was a it was a good production for a Facebook Live deal. So um, I don't think Phil did very good, though. I haven't. I need to actually. I need to call him. Phil, give me a holler when you're when you're bored. I want to. I need a full race report. Um, But uh, yeah, they. I think they struggled a little bit. Um, Some cars went were in the seventies though in top fuel. Um, I saw the I saw the capacity photos. I thought that was but sick. dude, yeah, yeah, it was. And that place is badass 
for those that haven't been there because it's like a stadium that wraps around. So it's it's kind of like Chicago is, but they actually fill all of it. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying like it's so it, it's <laughs> like you're in a stadium when you're on the in the water box, and I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten to experience it, so I will tell you that it's fun. Uh, it's cool. Well, so major kudos to everybody involved to oh, yeah. from yeah. the racers to the fans that showed up and the uh, track staff. That was really cool. And that was like, I think that was our first weekend with their all concrete facility too. So major yeah. awesomeness was- for a, uh, yeah, that's one way to bounce back. So if we can just piggyback off of a uh, city dragway here a little bit in the States, and or maybe Canada too. That would be nice if we could open up the border, please. Somebody just open up the damn border. Um, well, so I guess. So what do we have to uh, complain about? Has, Lots. God, oh. No, no. <laughs> it has been a slow news. So you know, first off, I we I don't want anybody to think that we glossed over it. Okay, look, guys. Sorry that we didn't have a show last week. Hate yeah. to say this. But from time to time, I'm just not going to feel like doing it. I hate to say that. I'm just going to have my days for a little while. And if you don't understand why, I'll drop me a line of hate mail at Racers and Rental Cars, and I'll be more than glad to tell you. Uh, <laughs> You'll probably get more than what you chewed, what you chewed for there. But. Yeah. If, you're, if you're bored and need some bathroom material, go ahead and drop me a hate mail. Yeah. I will give you something to read. Oh. Um, but let's talk about last week. Last week was rather large in like the shocking news thing. And I want to, you know, let's do the play. What's the law and order? Play that music in the background. Don't don't. Uh, so NHR, NHRA announces no Virginia Nationals. And in the same breath, <gasps> We're going to Bristol. No, I believe they flopped that in the press release. I believe, hey, we're going back to Bristol. Oh, yeah, by the way, we're not going to Virginia. (laughs) That's that's the way way I read it. I don't know about you, but yay, we're going to Bristol. Oh, hey, um, can I get some tickets for that? Oh, yeah, cancel your Virginia tickets. That's the way I... Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, wow. Okay, so again... Where you know every sanctioning body goes through it, right? They're trying to make sure that they impact certain parts of the country. I thought it was very funny that we make the announcement that we're going to Bristol, and in the same announcement we say that we're not going to Virginia. And if you do not think, I personally, I mean, think about it. If you're Bruton Smith, you're going to want to capitalize on the fact that you have Epping, you have Reading. If you don't have Virginia, you have Bristol and you have Charlotte. So of those events, Bruton Smith, you now own two of them, Bristol and Charlotte. I'm so, willing to bet that uh, that epic thing's not going to happen either. Again, you know, so my thing, I, I mean, holy cow, guys. I'm, are we... Are we like, I feel like society, or no, not society, the universe is telling us, okay? The universe is telling us, NHRA, you have too many national events. Well, no, here's what I'm thinking is why they did this, because they were testing the waters on how they portrayed the switcheroo on the schedule. So that way, when they do the same thing for Seattle slash Pomona, it, people will be like, oh, yeah, they did that before. It's totally fine. I mean, whatever. I can't wait to see how they play that one out. Dude, let's think about how what the weather's going to be like in October in Bristol, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. And if they do now, run Pomona in July, like the rumor states, you know how hot it's going to be out there? They tried to run, <laughs> they tried to run the... 50th anniversary deal in a summer deal out there and it was hotter than the gates of hell so i know you fools are used to that out there and yeah but midwest but i mean do you think that okay you live out there do you think that's gonna happen dude i don't know i know they're like everybody like the inside scoop that i heard like it was a go and they're probably gonna be switching pomona with seattle because seattle is like a wreck and a half 
And then I heard all these grumblings because they canceled the divisional for Sonoma because somebody paid more money uh, for that weekend. So they canned, the, they canned the divisional and blamed it on COVID, which isn't true. So how can you have a divi- not have a divisional that doesn't really have any fans, but yet you're going to have a national event one week later with fans? Riddle me that. So I don't know what's going to happen there, but I do think if they do try to put the Pomona thing in there, I mean, it'll be cool, but it'll be a shame because we're probably either going to lose Sonoma or Seattle. I'm willing to bet it'll be Seattle too, but they'll try to probably get because Bruton Smith owns Sonoma. So he'll strong arm them and he's, he'll just say, I don't give a crap what you guys say um, about anything and they'll have it. But there's been a lot of bad stuff, unfortunately, I've heard about Sonoma. Just they don't really want to run the drag strip anymore from what I'm hearing. So anyway, but yeah, I don't, as far as Pomona is concerned, dude, I don't know, man. I I hope so. I mean, I know the facility is really big, but a lot of people don't know that actually the, uh, the parking lot, like where the pits would be, is currently a vaccination site for the vaccine for COVID and also where they're housing immigrant children that are ripped from their parents due to the whole immigration situation. And somebody posted some stuff online the other day about it. And it's like, right. Like it's in the alcohol pits. Like, well, let's make sure that we further state that I promise you they're paying more than what an HRA is going to pay. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's, but also with that being said, it's also a big facility. So they may be able to get around it, but I don't, I really can't see those poor kids like that don't know that are already traumatized enough. And then you're going to go throw a fuel car down, down for a weekend. Mm, I'm not buying it. So with that being said, if you have a race car in California, you're probably not racing until October is what it's sounding like which gives me more time well, to get our new car done, but still it sucks. I don't, <clears throat> I don't know why it's such a shock to a lot of people that you know without a shadow of a doubt, if you don't think there is, just put it in your head. There is an accountant. There is somebody from accounting that is in all these meetings about where we're going and when we're going and whether or not it makes sense or doesn't make sense. And you brought up a good point there with Bruton Smith. Could you imagine if Bruton Smith called up Glendora and said, guess what, guys? I'm taking my ball, and I'm going home. Mm-hmm. What did we just lose? Charlotte twice. Vegas twice. Vegas twice. Sonoma. Bristol. Sonoma. Bristol. What do you got left? Not any track you already most lo- people want to go to. Well, I mean, at that point, we're we're out on anything that's corporate owned. We start becoming family owned at that point. Mm-hmm. Majority wise, right? You're going to have Glendora that owns Gainesville, leases Pomona, no longer owns Atlanta. So then you've got Bader's in Norwalk. What's the family that owns the one in Reading? I can't ever remember that family. It kills me. Uh, it probably the p- people that own Reading. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Then you got Epping. That's family owned. Dude, I mean, you're. What do you got? Texas. Billy Myers. One good more. He's got one more good argument in him, and he'll be over in HRA. <laughs> Houston, I, is, I mean, it's the worst kept secret. Houston sounds like it's already been sold. So there's no race there. You got Topeka, still family owned. Brainerd, family owned. I get, so what's the family that owns the one in Seattle? What I, um, because you got family that owns Brandomir and you got family that owns Seattle. Yeah, but I think the Seattle track is on county land, and I think that's the biggest issue there. 
Okay. So, so that's a lease, not necessarily an own. I thought yeah. that, I thought that was a family that owned that. Okay. They might own know. the lease. They're, I don't know the details, but I'm, for some reason, I feel like I always hear, Oh, the County, they're always fighting with the County about how they, how many events they can have and all that. So, so there's a lot, there's a lot of things going on that, you know, we, what do we always say? We're, you know, we, people say, Oh, well, COVID, COVID taught people that we could do, do this and not have to go to the office or not have to be in a workplace that you could work from home and you're able to get by with this and able to live without that and so forth. But I think that transitions all the way down the line. I think it transitions through every level of motorsports for, you know, in entertainment and all, all of the things that go on, like what, what we would consider our normalcy of life. They're all, they're all impacted and they're all going to continue to be impacted for the foreseeable future. And at this point, it's kind of like, man, are you really surprised hmm. anymore? Stop, stop acting surprised. I, I think that's my, you know, what, why are you acting surprised? I, I mean, you shouldn't be. What did you think was going to happen? I, I don't know. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's just another hot take to go. Are you kidding me? You know, like the whole, the whole people blowing up. What was that? Two weeks ago. We didn't have a show. The whole electric vehicle deal. Everybody getting all bent out of shape over that. And it's like, man, fix your own sandbox first before you try to take your toys and go over to somebody else's sandbox. I don't know. I, I, I mean, loans, loans put out a good post about it. It was very thoughtful and, and meaningful in his words uh, and, and very matter of a fact, but I mean, I'm sorry. I'm looking at you going, dude, calm down. Just, I mean, we're the purists are right. They're, they're getting the natives. The natives are getting restless. They're getting ready to start going tiki torches and spears and going village to village. I, I don't know what's yeah, going on. No, I, I don't know. There's a lot going on in the world and, it's a shame a lot, a lot of it. And, and I, I feel really bad for a lot of people. And I mean, yeah, it, it's affected me. <laughs> yes. Don cracks another beer. Um, it's affected me. It's affected my sponsorship. It's expect it's affected the team that I'm supposed to be driving for. Um, it's, right. a, it's affected my, my personal family life. My wife is Canadian. <laughs> so my wife hasn't seen her mom in a year and a half, almost two years because of this. Don't lie. Like, you know, she FaceTimes. Don't well, lie. yeah. I mean, fit scene, ah. she hasn't given her a hug. Um, so I mean that that's, oh, that's bad, you know, and I read all these. So I hear a lot of it on of both sides. I mean, a lot of this stuff has nothing to do with racing too, but a lot of people are, are very quick to throw shade on a lot of things like NHRA and things like that. I mean, dude, they're just doing the best they can do. And I'm not standing here trying to, toot the NHRA horn or wave their flag, but a lot of it's not their fault. Uh, they're dealing with government uh, issues like state. I mean, they don't, they're just a drag racing sanctioning body. We're just this yeah. little minnow in this huge ocean that like the people, like if yeah. they call and say, Hey, can we put on a race this weekend? And like the guy they're talking to on the other line literally doesn't even know what a dragster is or a door car or what. Like they're like, huh? Yeah, we don't. Yeah. We're not sticking our neck out of for that. Like we could give a crap about that. We're going right. to label you as a concert, you know, like, so it's, it's not really their fault. They're trying because obviously we all know that they're struggling too. Like they don't make money if there's no races. So it's not like they're like not trying, well, but yeah, that they could make it easier maybe, but there's a lot of things that we don't know too. Well, and the thing is, it's just give them a chance. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> let all, let all of them have a chance. I mean, that's just whether they're bracket racing, it's the NHRA. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. I uh, had a conversation the other day about how long will the big money bracket racing stuff go on? I don't know. I mean, that's a good, it's a, I mean, guys are going to get burnt out on it at some point, you know, everything's going to go through its cycle, but at the same time, man, we just need to be happy that we're able to do this and do that and be able to keep moving forward. And I mean, yeah, here we are. We're, we're all out here. You know, like you talked about, we, we've been 
we take all these L's and, you know, poor me, poor me, poor me. But then you, like you said, you give a guy a buck this morning, like it's all relative in, in what your, your struggles in life are. And so sometimes you got to take a step back and realize how grateful, you know, you, I, and everyone else that even has a race car, the opportunity to work on one or whatever has, because a lot of people don't have that. Oh, I know. Absolutely. And that's why I say you try, I try to, and again, right. We get outside our own bubble or we're in our own bubble and we need to get outside of our own bubble so that we can have some perspective on what the rest of the world's going through when we're over here and we are taking L's or things are changing or they're not going our way or we're losing loved ones or whatever the case may be. It's still, and you still just go, God dang it. Why am I working this hard? And I can't get, you know, I can't get ahead. I can't get a W in my column. I just, I need something to go my way. Um, so yeah, for sure. Well, let's transition. Let's transition into what I want to talk about after the past couple of weeks of us not having a show. And, and, you know, we're a marketing show in motorsports and talk business. So we talk a lot about money, right? Everything's money driven for the most part. I want to talk about, because we did a, talked about it a lot in the off season uh, as the year was progressing to start up. And that was Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin, and Bubba Wallace into NASCAR and DoorDash and Dr. Pepper and all of this conglomerate of companies that Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin have collectively put together at 2311 Racing. And right now, as it sits today, the 13th of May, there are, I want to say four drivers, if I remember correctly. I want to make sure I get that right. Yes, there's four drivers in the Cup Series who have raced all 11 races in 2021 and have not earned a top 15 finish. Now, I want you to tell me if you know any of these four. Quinn Huff, Josh Balicki, Cody Ware, Bubba Wallace. Yo! Did you hear what I said? Four drivers that have started all 11 races and have not recorded a top 15 finish. Now, let's make no mistake about the four names that I just rattled off there. The other three do not even remotely have a quarter budget of what 2311 racing has. So, so what causes that when you got all the money in the world and you still can't win? So I, it got me to think, right? At? Oh, I know, you know, because man, these are, you know, racing teams. I mean, let let's talk about it. Let's think, let's. I mean, let's go straight to NASCAR, right? Dale Earnhardt Sr., the Intimidator, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson. Those three individuals, right there, right? They had money, they had people resources. And they had hellacious talented drivers, right? They're off the charts. Let's go to drag racing. Tony Schumacher, Alan Johnson. Do I, I mean, do I need to climb? Do I need to climb any taller? Do I need? Do I even need to bring anybody else into the fold to talk about how dominant they were? Well, wait a minute. Let's go way back. Kenny Bernstein and Dale Armstrong, Bob Glidden, Warren Johnson. I, I mean, there again, it was like complete packages. Now you fast forward to today, and there are drivers out here that have all the money and the resources in the world to support them, and they're not getting it done. Not How long does that it done. last? How long should it be allowed to last? Well, that, I guess that would be the question. That, that, I mean, you know, apply it to other sports. Well, look at Supercross, same thing. You get a guy, you pay him a couple million bucks a year to, to do whatever, and he goes and 
just blows it every race. How long? I mean, that guy's not going to get a contract next year. Clearly. They don't Should use. He? No. I mean, if you can't live, okay. but you get like a lot of guys. It's funny. Like a lot of the younger guys in Supercross, they get these, like they'll sign with Monster Kawasaki or something. They'll get like a big contract or whatever. And they'll be making, I don't know, I'm guessing probably 300,000 years. Right. But when you're 17 and you're riding a motorcycle, it's a lot of money. But then they go and just suck. They're like, don't finish a main, won't make a main, crash out of the main. Like, and then they get all bitter when they get dropped. And then they're on like some privateer janky team. And then they go and do good. And it's like, well, how, like, how is that? When you have literally the, the best that money can buy, you can't seem to get your shit together. And then you go and you're on like a mediocre team and you do good. I don't understand because it, do they light a fire under their ass? Do they think that like does Bubba or some of these other drivers, maybe Bubba in particular, cause he's the one you're referencing. Does he think his shit doesn't stink? And he's like, Oh yeah. Like I, I don't need to try cause I got all this and it's just going to carry me. Or well, I don't, I don't well, know. You're the NASCAR you know, can, uh, no, analyst on this he... podcast. So, well, well, you know what? Here, here's my thing. So today, NHRA, this is on Thursday. Today, NHRA had a video of Antron Brown and Bubba Wallace hanging out. They were working out. They were exercising. Bubba, you're going to Dover this weekend, dude. I don't know how many hours you got in the simulator this week. I, I, I mean, I don't know. But your name is on a list with individuals that finished from 21st place to dead last in the first 11 races of the year. I don't think I'd be doing any media. I don't think anybody would see me on social media. I don't think anybody would even realize I was still breathing. That brings up a good point, I, though. Y you're right. But do you think that's part of it? When you have all the money in the world, and some of these people buckle under the pressure, right? And when you have to, when there's so much like, oh, my gosh, like, I read, I keep relating this to Supercross. I don't know why, but so when Jason, when Jason Anderson, he won the Supercross title in 18, I think he was killing it, like won a bunch of races and, you know, like, I mean, he did great, won the championship and he didn't, he shit the bed the next year, like sucked. And it was because he admitted in this article that I was reading, he's like, I just, I couldn't handle it. Like you go from like, inst like, yeah, he was a superstar in his world. Right. But then he goes to like the next level superstar, right? So then he's got a, every race he goes to, he's got all these publicity things he's got to do. He's got to do all these TV and because he's the champion for the series, right? So he's got to go and do all this shit that he didn't have to do the year prior. And he's like, I just buckled. I couldn't handle it. And he straight up admitted it, which I thought was cool, but that he admitted it. So, but maybe there's something to it. Like maybe Bubba, because he's Michael Jordan's driver. And like, I mean, it's Michael Jordan. I mean, it's probably a little, little something you got to carry on your shoulder when it comes to that. But like, how long, where's that fine line of how long do they play that? Or how long does he, if like he goes and tells MJ, Mr. MJ, I, I, I mean, you know, doing this workout thing, like I need to be in the simulator. Like, what are we doing here? Like, we can't just keep losing. Do you think he cares? Or do you think he's like, nah, screw it. I, whatever. I'm making my money. Oh. All, all I'm telling you is, is that here it is this year. Bubba is driving for 2311, Michael Jordan and Diddy Hamlin, two premier individuals in their area of expertise. And Bubba is finishing in the same range as he did the last two years while he drove for Richard Petty Motorsports. And a team that was underfunded that it seemed like every other week Bubba was talking about it's the equipment, the equipment. We're like, behind. is he crashing out team. in these races? I haven't seen nah, any. Or is he just nah. driving around in Miss Daisy or something? I, dude, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I, but, but my thing is, though, is right when you sit down, like if it were you and me, if somebody came up and had the conversation and they said, hey, Steve Torrance and Antron Brown, 
What's the difference in the teams? Nothing. I don't think either one of those teams on the surface wants for resourcing when it comes to parts, people, or knowledge, right? I don't think either one of the drivers wants for anything additional for the competitive edge to win, right? They do what they have to do Monday through Thursday to show up on Friday to rip somebody's head off, right? So there's no difference. Now, if you want me to compare Antron Brown to Doug Foley or Pat Dakin, okay, there's going to be some diff- there's going to be differences there, right? I I I just when you sit down and you say, okay, why aren't you winning? I'm not winning because I'm half a million behind in part supply, employee salary. And because of that, I'm constantly doing other things, trying to find that. And I'm not over here and I'm not exercising or I'm not practicing. I'm not in the simulator, blah, 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 as the list goes on. But they're legitimate, right? Because you're over here and you know you have to have this. And you can't just straight up make it on talent, okay? I, I'm sorry. At some point in motorsports, it is not just about talent. It is about the equipment and the people that you have around you. Talent will get you only so far. And then the next stop is at the supply counter for parts, resourcing, and, and people. And so I'll buy that. I, it's, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's any different. I mean, let's take this week. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Instagram, it's Monday, Tuesday. We're racing in Charlotte this week. Stevie Jackson's testing pro mod testing Barker testing on Tuesday after a horrible weekend in Atlanta, where I'm pretty sure he blew up everything other than the damn golf cart that they had in the pits. Right. I mean, and what were they doing? Testing. It's so it's like they've got the resources and they've got the knowledge and they go out there and do it. And it's like you look at somebody and they're over here. And again, I'm reading that list to you, dude, that's a problem. That is a straight up problem. I take that. I would, if I'm Bubba Wallace, I take that personal. Like I'm getting heated. Like somebody need to get me a blood pressure pill. I'm about to bust a coronary artery here in my chest. I cannot believe my name is on the, the, on the list with these other three drivers. When I walk into the Taj Mahal of 2311 racing, I drive for Michael Jordan for the love of God. I, no, I, I just, it, it just bothered me when I started. I was like, man, there was something on Twitter. Somebody made a comment and I'm like, and they got destroyed for it. And I'm going, no, that's that's legitimate comment right there. At what point does the money stop making the team or the driver? At what point? And I think right now at 11 races into 2021, we've kind of realized where it stops at for Bubba Wallace. So, I mean, hey. As he takes a swig. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, it is. I mean, we're all in on it, right? I mean, where's the Tylenol? Hey, you got you got underrated guys that are in motocross, underrated guys in World of Outlaws. I mean, they're all over the place, right? Talented drivers and under undervalued equipment, and they're out there and they're trying to get it done. And here we have you in basically Joe Gibbs Racing's number five team. And brother, you can't crack the top fifteen. I I don't I I just I don't know. I, I I'm thinking about all those companies and the money they're spending. Where's that value at? Where is that value at? You know, and and, and I'll be the first to say it has zero to do with Bubba Wallace and Antron Brown today, both being African American males. And, and racers has nothing to do with that. Zero, zero, zero. 
It has to do with the fact of where does the money end. Do you think you're talented enough, Cam, if Steve Torrance came over and said, hey, we're starting a third team. We're going to put you in the seat. You got all the same. We're all three cars are the same. Oh, if hell yeah. you're not win- if you if you're not getting round wins within your third race, are you are you going up in the lounge and looking in the mirror and going, huh? Maybe it is me. Oh yeah, for sure. And if that ever was to happen, yes, absolutely, Steve, give me a holler. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Uh, hold on here would be and if anybody wants to argue with me i will give you the crowning moment pick the one top fuel driver that has won a world championship that went from a decent team to a top tier team and won the world should only take you one guess recent hell yeah recent is anyone Steve? No, Steve didn't go from a mediocre team. He's only been in one team. No, he drove for. You can't, uh, no, you cannot oh, okay. count the. You can't well, count hey, the up hey. and down time at Dexter Tuttle and those okay, guys. Well, no, just, nothing against them. I'm talking about like a full fledged, full time ride, and then went to another full time ride and won the world. Current, Come on, dude! Current racer. Dude, do you want to text him? He's on his way to Charlotte. Wolf. Sean? There you go. Where did, where did he go? He left Lucas, went to Allen Johnson, and won the world. If yeah. you do not think that it do, it's not always about... He proved it. And he, and he did and he didn't and he did no disservice to DSR when he left, you know, when Alan Johnson did that and they went under and all that other nonsense and parked the ride and he goes to DSR. He did no disservice over there. That that is an individual and it's like legitimately him and JR Todd have to be the legitimate last two people that I know of in the fuel car ranks that pure talent, adrenaline motivation is what puts them in the seat it's not about whose checkbook they're bringing to the table it's legitimately give those two guys a helmet and let them go they're the last two that's in the ranks hands down i mean period i mean come on i'm talking about sean langdon i mean i agree and dominate crush people and i so i there's I'm try- I was trying today to think uh, while we were talking about this, trying to think about somebody in like modern era of the NASCAR world. And I really couldn't come up with one because it just seemed to be so dominating in that aspect. I tried to think about the world of outlaws, but they're so fragmented with, with the number of champions that they have that it's like any given time they dominate. So I, it's just it, that whole money. At some point, money trumps talent. And right now, it was something that was brought up, and I hope that the talent digs deep. If not, the money might dry up. <laughs> it's true. We're going to buy your contract out, big guy. We need you <laughs> on over here and start selling uh, cookout sh- uh, milkshakes. Just saying. Yeah. It, it's. I mean, it's, that's the name of the game. You know, that's motorsports for you. It's, it's, it's a big money sport. I mean, it's like horse racing. It's like motor, any motorsport. Like it's just, it's, I don't know. It's not in this. I hate to even say this. It's not a necessity. Like it's a, it's an after it's a expendable for most people in the world. That's why most people don't understand motorsports because they're like, it's just a bunch of rich guys that are just throwing around a bunch of money. And they're not wrong. I mean, because if you watch one episode of F1 on Netflix, you're going to pick up on that. (laughs) There you go. Exactly. So, and I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that by any means, you know? No, no, that's just what it is. It's not, not, it'll never be baseball or, no, but that's it, 
But but I mean, think about that from that aspect. They they're still in the same. Oh no, I agree. Don't get me wrong. I agree with that's, you. That's yes. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, people make those comments. Their economics are just as out of control as ours is. No, I agree. But I think some people relate to motor or, or to stick and ball sports a little more so than motorsports because most everyone can f- physically swing a bat, and they think, oh well, I, how come I don't make. $500 billion a year swinging a bat. You know what I'm saying? Like most people don't you swing the bat and it won't go 450 feet. <laughs> there you go. But most people like, they don't really relate to like cars and or motorcycles. Cause they don't, they didn't grow up around it or they don't, it's not what they're into. Most people play baseball or football or hockey when they grow up. Soccer. Or they, yeah. Or whatever. So I think that's maybe where people don't relate as much to motorsports maybe. And it's that much harder to make it in motorsports. But anyway, we've already been talking for a long time, Donna. We kind of need to wrap it up. Well, wrap it up, dude, wrap it up. And I will get out of here and, and let things go. Uh, Thank you you again for everybody reaching out. You need to go take a blood pressure pill. Maybe don't take your meds with the Coors Light in your hand. Um, that's only my trick. <laughs> but hey, no. Uh, yeah. Thanks, uh, everybody, for understanding uh, that we all have lives. And, you know, we don't here have a season. Like most podcasts have like a season and they take like a little hiatus. We generally just keep on rolling. So sometimes we take a little, little siesta or a little vacation, a little break. That's just what you get here at racers and rental cars debacles. So um, we appreciate that. Don, do you want to say a few words? Hey, again, thank you to everybody that continues to reach out. Um, I'm the idiot running around in a village without a leader right now. So uh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And like I said, it will uh, at some point it'll start to uh, get better. I'm not real sure when, but uh, I'm going to continue to try to show up and do the show, and I'm going to continue to try to show up and uh, make Die Proud as I move along in life uh, as we move forward. So uh, thank you to all our sponsors, uh, NGK and KN. Thanks, Cam, for running everything for the past few weeks. And uh, at some point, we'll try to get the train back on the track and uh, have all the track down on the ground and won't be just skipping from rail to rail from time to time. Have a good weekend. Hey, thanks, man. You too. And as usual, thank you to all of our sponsors, NGK, NTK, KNN, Don O'Neill, you know, mostly. He's one of our huge sponsors and supporters. If it wasn't for him, this show just wouldn't survive. So we'd like to make a major shout out to him. <laughs> but anyway, CBD, MD, um, all the, uh, yeah, Voice America, all the peeps, be sure to Check out racersandrentalcars.com. Get yourself some stuff. Thanks. See you guys next week. The track, the drag strip, the desert challenge. Cane infiltration is found wherever there's racing. It teaches us what works. Every mile of lessons go into every cane infilter so every filter can go to the finish. Until May 31st, special discounts on K&N air, oil, and cabin filters. Available at participating resellers and on knfilters.com. Thank you for listening to the Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Motion Raceworks, Performance Data Systems, Streetway Marketing and Media, and Stupid Fast Racing and racersandrentalcars.com.